Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Wedge, part of the Early Edge universe. Every single Tuesday, we are live at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Now, there's just two weeks left in the regular season on the PGA Tour, which means we are down to just five shows remaining before we hand it over to the NFL at the end of August and we get set for the NFL season. But as you know, every single week, we've been absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it with two of my absolute very best. Let's bring in the stars of the show after I say this. I could not be more excited to do this show this week. Sometimes there's a little bit of a layoff, gentlemen, when you come back from the last major of the year. Not here. Patrick McDonald is here. Seeing Najat is here. Quickly, let's go ahead and take a look at the up-to-the-minute odds, courtesy of our good friends at Caesars. The betting favorite. There is nobody this week that is south of plus 1,000. That's nice. Cam Young playing this week. A little surprising, but maybe not to some. Tony Finau, he's our defending champion. Hideki's in the field this week. Justin Thomas is in the field this week. So let's start. Storylines that could affect the betting lines. And Patrick McDonald, let's start with you. This is the really the push. When you come back from the Open Championship, just two weeks remaining to the playoffs. How are you looking at these final two weeks? I'm looking at the bubble, Coach. How, how can you not? And obviously the big name on the bubble right now is Justin Thomas, 15-time PGA Tour winner, 75th outside the top 70 uh, this year, unlike the last, uh, you know, forever since the FedEx Cup uh, began. It was top 125. They trimmed the fat. It's top 70 this time around. But not even just Justin Thomas. You have someone like a Cam Davis, a PGA Tour winner, who's 77th. A, a young star like Austin Eckrode is barely inside at 65th. Keith Mitchell is just inside as well so not just the stars but a lot of these guys are, are really playing for a lot uh starts for next year in the elevated events potentially making a playoff run and getting into the tour championship which brings in major championship exemptions as well so uh like you said coach once once i got back here stateside uh the stakes were were risen you just never know when decisions are made if they're going to be good or they're going to be bad. This one, I think, was fantastic because there's urgency now. Two weeks remaining. Speaking of decisions, interesting. Ben in the chat says, how we doing, y'all? Excited to be back on the early wedge grind and watching live after a few weeks away for the wedding and the honeymoon. Hmm. Interesting decision there, Ben. Getting married right before the NFL season. Let me know how that works out for you come January. Seeing as John, speaking of the push for the playoffs, who are you targeting this week? Because there's some big names that normally don't play this week, and they're being forced to. Talk to me. 
Credit to Ben, at least he didn't get married during NFL season. <laughs> That's uh, true. So, That's true. So here's the thing. There are some guys that are are, are comfortably within the, the FedEx Cup point standings inside the top 70, but and there's others that are kind of teetering. But I am just really curious about the top echelon of this tournament. Like, I do think they need to sort of salvage their season with a strong stretch run. I'm talking to you, Tony Finau, Sung J.M., Hideki Matsuyama, of course, Cameron Young, who's starting to maybe emerge. Justin Thomas is in that conversation. I'm looking to see which one of those guys really again salvages their season with a top five here or, or, or an outright here because I think this would be the field for like a Tony Finau like he did last year to get himself a signature win going toward the FedEx Cup playoffs and guess what see a part of the reason it's not just about the FedEx right it's about qualifying for the Ryder Cup I've been seeing stories all over the place and a guy like JT he's 14th he wants to be inside that top six. So, so many different reasons for players to play. But thank you, Counselor, very much. A little added bonus for all of you at home. Guess who's in the chat as we speak? The great Steve Scott. He is there. Any questions for him? You guys know how good he is. Put him in there. He will answer them in real time. He's already started doing that. All right. So, let's get to our board. And you guys know. By the way, uh, Sia, did you do anything fantasy-wise last week that maybe some people didn't know about that you'd like to tell them about, perhaps? Well, it's certainly a professional segue into our next segment, but I'll tell you, I finished in second place in the 50K long drive uh, for $3,000. So that was pretty cool. And for the record, the core three DFS plays that I had on this very show last week, it was Brian Harmon, it was Seth Strzok, and it was Wyndham Clark. Those were the three guys I had on the show. Those were the three guys I had in that lineup. It was my biggest lineup. It was my main lineup, and it did extremely well. So hopefully others got a little bit of that action too. And I actually saw some, some Twitter buzz where some people did, in fact, have that and won a lot of money. Hashtag, it pays to watch live. Hashtag, educate and entertain and cash at the pay window. So with all that being said, maybe this week you will tail. So, Counselor, let me come right back to you. It's time to talk DFS. It's fantasy, and it's very, very popular. You're up. Yeah, so first of all, we're going to go back to a familiar name here in the fantasy department. Last week, I had Sepp Straka. He was 7K last week. Well, he's a little bit pricier now. He's 9,500. I still love him. Listen, this is a different field, right? It makes sense that he's priced up for a couple different reasons. People are finally starting to catch on that this guy is legit. But more importantly, it is a watered-down field, so it makes sense for him to be in the 9K range. I like him. I, I like him as an outright spoiler alert. I think he has the game to close on Sunday. We've seen that at the John Deere Classic. We saw it at the Open Championship last week. Still like him at 9,500. Lucas Glover, I would really put him in the mold, the same mold I had Brian Harmon in last week when I was talking about three DFS players. I don't think people are really truly recognizing where Lucas Glover is. His game is back, and, and I should say it's got it's back with an added bonus. The putter is really starting to cooperate uh, now that he's switched that up. So I like Lucas Glover at 8,200, and then Doug Gim at 7,400. He's a guy that I, I'll admit could be hit or miss here, but I really like what I'm seeing with respect to how he fits on this course. He's going to keep it in the fairway. He's going to avoid the hazards. He's very accurate. Greens and regulation are best in the field last 24 rounds. The putter has been an issue for him, but over the last four tournaments, he's actually gaining with the putter. And this is a course where team no putt can potentially survive. So I think it sets up really, really well for Doug Gim. Finally, Sung JM, I'm going to fade him just because he hasn't popped enough. He's making cuts. He's top 15-ing tournaments, top 20-ing, and he should do better here than that because it's a watered-down field. But at 10,300, I haven't seen enough from Sung JM to justify the idea that he's actually going to win a tournament. If he's not going to win, I want to pay 10-3 for him. And here's the thing. I, here's what I call lookbackers. When you're a lookbacker, when you just go back to the last year's 
leaderboard. You go, oh, that guy, that guy. You're a lookbacker. Now, if you just do that, Sanjay was a runner-up here a year ago. But you would not have the nuggets and the stats that Sia just gave you about his recent form, which matters. Don't be a lookbacker. All right, Patrick, in the chat, Steve Scott was just asked a question about Ryan Fox. Now, would we be crazy like a fox to think maybe this week could be a good week for him? I think not, according to you. Yeah, I, I love Ryan Fox this week at uh, $7,600. The one bugaboo I do have from him is his driving accuracy in TPC Twin Cities is riddled with trouble. But outside of that, he has been fantastic. He's fourth in total strokes gained over the last three months, uh, 10th in tee to green, 16th approach, fifth around the green, and top 30 putting. He really does not have a hole in his game if he can avoid the water he has seven straight made cuts five of those have been for top 30s as well so i do love ryan fox and i love aaron rye at 7900 he missed scott scottish open was unable to qualify for the open but before that t3 in canada t24 in connecticut t9 in detroit he is the most accurate driver of the golf ball in this field over the last three months fifth from t to green sixth in approach like sia said team no putt has done well around these parts Rye is certainly a member of that crew, but if he has a modest improvement, I think it will go a very long way. Then I'm going to go with Ben Griffin at $7,100. He missed the cut at the open by a single stroke. Uh, Approach play is trending in the right direction. Putting looks decent, but what I like the most about him is he really has a knack for avoiding the big numbers. He's great in bogey avoidance, great in double bogey avoidance as well. So he puts himself in play a ton. And based on his approach play and his putting, I think it could be a nice spike week for him at 7,100. And similar to Sion Sungjae, Tony Finau at 10-6, it's, you know, show, show me something. Uh, since that win at the Mexico Open, he's been pretty bad. Uh, three missed cuts in his last seven starts, zero top 20 finishes. Um, he, he didn't sound too confident in his press conference today. So I'm A-OK not playing the defending champ. Yeah, he kind of focused on the Ryder Cup, I thought, a little bit more than this particular event. But maybe that's just me. Uh, by the way, quick question, and I'll take it to Patrick. Uh, Zach says, do you guys like Grillo at 9700 for DFS? Ooh. Uh, I might have, like, some small exposure to him. And, and look, I'm not quite the player of Sia. I'm mostly single entry and double up type of guy. Um, so maybe a couple lineups, but I, I figure he'll be pretty popular. I haven't, I haven't looked at his ownership coming off that, that open championship. Counselor, two out of three, I believe, top tens here at the 3M Open. Would you like Grillo? He's very popular. Yeah, Patrick's being way too modest, first of all. Uh, second of all, so he's, Patrick is right. He is popular, but everybody that is 9,400 and above is teetering in that 15 to 20% range. So nobody's too popular in the nine K, in the upper 9K and 10K range. So you can play kind of whoever you want. I do like Relo. I like his history. I like how the putter is trending. And obviously, he's a great course fit when you consider the ball striking, staying out of trouble. So yeah, in the 9K range, Strzok is my favorite, but I would say Grillo is my second favorite in that 9K range on DraftKings. And he's been playing great everywhere the last four to six weeks played well at the open championship as well gentlemen thank you very much now i tell you all the time and we'll get to our first round leaders where c is starting to flex his muscles a little bit but i gotta pay my people and there's only one way to do that only one way we're right here ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. 
No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're watching us live right now on Tuesday then I encourage you to download the CBS Sports app, put on CBS Sports HQ. We've got early edge crew members all over the board tonight. Six o'clock hour, eight o'clock hour. You don't want to miss any of them. Now, I mentioned Sia flexing his muscles. And Patrick, we all know that Sia's got a little bit of an ego. I mean, who doesn't when you're at this level of sports betting? But when he literally says, boys, sit down. I'll take this entire section myself. Wow, that is next-level confidence right there. Yeah, it, it really is. He just told me, you know, sit back, take a load off. I got you. I'll take you, I'll take you to the promised land this <laughs> week. So I will be sitting out the first-round leader section and, and giving it to, to the man in yellow. Alas, I am going to do the same. See you, Najat. <clears throat> For once, you get your wish. You get everything that you've ever wanted. Your own section of the show. You're up. All right. Thank you so much. I've got four here. Wait for the long shot section at the end of the show because there'll be one extra one that I'm going to throw in. By the way, we hit this last week. I didn't do great in the head to head department for, for once. It, it, it was a, it was a struggle last week, but I made up for it because we got that Xander Shoffley first round leader uh, split there. So let's talk about Sepp Straka again. He goes off in the morning. This is a guy traditionally that we didn't want to play in DFS tournaments. We wanted to play him in showdown because for one round he could pop. Well, that's still true. It just, just so happens he can pop for four rounds. I like him at 40 to one again, going off in the morning. All these guys go off in the morning. Lucas Glover, I just love him this week because he has confidence in his putter. 60 to one is a pretty great number for a guy who is a very good course fit and has the putter going as well. Taylor Pendrith, he's interesting to me. You know, we'll look at him maybe later on in the show as well. I think he could crash and burn, but I also think he has the upside to really dominate this course. He has a ton of length. The ball striking appears to be trending in a very good direction, and, and he's the type of guy where if he can find the form from early last year, then he is a guy that can absolutely win at this course or at least spike for round one. And then Doug Gim, we've already talked about him. I like everything about him in terms of how he rates out. Can he win the tournament? That's a little bit more questionable, but can he spike for a round, especially knowing that he's been good putting on this particular course? The answer to that is yes. 75 to one for Doug Gim as a first round leader. Again, I'll take that. For some reason, Doug Gim, even though he hasn't had the career yet that he's wanted, 
for some reason on Thursdays, he's right there more times than he's not. I love mm-hmm. that last pick in addition to the others. DT, I see your question in the chat. We'll get to that question in the winner's section. Now, Lori is also here. She says, let's keep the winning streak going this week and beyond. That's exactly, Lori, what we plan to do. And if you know, because you're here every single week and every single show, our bread and butter, how we keep those winning streaks going, that's right. Snake knows it. Head-to-head matchups. It's not the sexiest, but damn it, we sure do meet a lot at the pay window. I think I was 5-2 and two last week in my picks for head-to-head. So, Patrick McDonald, after you sit on our little chairs over here in the corner, we're now back in the game, baby. We're back in the game. Who do you like this week? Yeah, it's about time. I think five minutes uh, was too long for Sia's own section there. I mean, we get get it, man. You hit first-round leader bets, okay? Cool. Uh, But I'm going to be picking on Cam Davis a little bit this week. Uh, I I know he has a nice history here, but he's missed four out of his last six cuts. He's pretty inaccurate off the tee. And I'm going to go with Aaron Rye at even money over him. Like I said in the DFS section, Aaron Ride checks all the boxes for me. And then Keith Mitchell, minus 110 over Justin Suh. Suh's been very, 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 very reliant on the putter. Tita Green just has not stacked up. Meanwhile, Keith Mitchell is just a elite driver of the golf ball. Iron play is beginning to tick back up as well. So I love him at minus 110. And then J.J. Spawn, minus 120 over Eric Cole, the Iron Man. Sorry, Sung J.M., take a seat. But Eric Cole is playing every which week on the PGA Tour, and he has flashed brilliance, but driving is a concern for me. He's around 100th, both in driving distance and driving accuracy. J.J. Spawn, a quiet T10 finish there at the Barracuda, not the Open, and top 25 in terms of Tita Green over the last three months. So I will take Spawn in that one. All right. I like all three of those, and I like the analysis. Now, you guys know me. I'm a professional. I would never, ever, 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 ever. Why are you laughing, Sia? I know where this is going. (laughs) I would never rub anything in. But I also want to involve the chat. And sometimes when the chat's right, I have to read it. I have to read it. Zach says, Coach didn't even mention the showdown he won in the head-to-head last week. Did I? Oh, no, that wasn't a showdown. That was a triple showdown. Well, Patrick, did were you aware that, that I won a triple showdown last week? Over, I'm, see ya? I'm just jazzed up. I finally got off the Scotty Scheffler bet because i mean <laughs> i've been betting that one against you coach and it's been hitting every week i know and so, and it's so, so you just picked the bad week right i want everything back from those three that i lost to you in one swell swoop so again see i didn't bring it up let's be clear i did not bring it up i'm just trying to involve the chat so with that being said i wish i had the opportunity for see to get his money back this week but i just don't see it happening because i actually like most of your place i didn't say all most. Maybe I'll pick one out just to have a little sizzle with my stick. See you, Europe. All right. Uh, let's go Keith Mitchell minus 110. I'm going to pretend that last little soliloquy <laughs> never happened. Let's go with Keith Mitchell minus 110 over Justin Suh. So Justin Suh, you know, we, we always talk about him, not we, but the industry kind of like, hey, he's really talented. And all of that might be true, but the ball striking has been really bad. I believe he's lost ball striking in five tournaments in a row, and he has been dominant with the putter. This guy is 
maybe the best putter on tour at this point. It is crazy, but I don't think you can rely on that type of game at TPC Twin Cities. It's just the type of thing where getting to the green is problematic if you are terrible off the tee and you're terrible on approach. So give me Keith Mitchell, whose game is actually trending up when it comes to ball striking. He was fifth here in 2021. The putter is kind of bad for Keith Mitchell, but I expect him to be at least decent in that department. And if he is, he will take care of this one very easily. The next one, Doug Gim, minus 110 over Lee Hodges. I don't think we need to talk about that too much because I've already talked about Doug Gim. I will mention this, though. I like Lee Hodges from a DFS standpoint. I think he can be okay, but he's really outclassed by Doug Gim in my estimation. Lee Hodges is a boomer bust candidate. He's missed three of his last four cuts, but I, I will say this. His strokes gain metrics don't bear out that he's that bad. Like he's actually been pretty good. A sneaky DFS play, in my opinion. Now we're going to two kind of matchups. I consider them matchups because of who was involved in them. Now, Sung JM, I told you he was my fade in DFS. Well, that's true. But Sung JM minus 115 in what amounts to a four ball over KH Lee, Sung Yul No, and SH Kim. Really like that because I think Cage Lee, Sung Yul No, and SH Kim could all miss the cut. And I expect Sung JM to probably top 20 this tournament. Finally, top South American. That one is top South Korean. This one is top South American. Emiliano Grillo, who we just said we, we all like quite a bit. Great course history, great course fit over Tano Goya, Augusto Nunez, and Nico Echevarria. I think this is a heads up match. I think of these three, Tano Goya is the only one that will be competing with Emiliano Grillo. And again, all three of those guys can miss the cut. I don't expect that from Emiliano Grillo. So while this looks like a four ball or, or four people involved in both of these, I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is maybe like a heads up matchup at best with two elite guys in this field. Such a smart way to go about it. And you can find those picks at DraftKings. I know because I looked at them myself. So, so many different ways, which is why, and I'll say it, C is just smarter than the rest of us. He just is. He just is. Now, a couple of things from the chat. Jay Butch says it's one fell swoop and not swell swoop, right? I can't tell if I'm saying it wrong or if coach said it wrong. Clearly, you're new to the brand. I'm never wrong. So that has to be right. Uh, and Lori, now Lori's been taking some shots at me lately. Oh, we all know where coach is going, end quote. Rebecca says, you definitely like to rub it in. Rebecca, I thought you were my girl. What's going on? What's going on with all these shots, Sia? It's almost as like if they like you more than me. Well, I, I know Rebecca is in my corner. Uh, we, we had a history. Rebecca, the Pat McGee song, the reference. Uh, we go way back, but I'm glad Lori's in my corner too. This is great. This is good news. Thank you. No, it's not good news at all. It's good. Very good. Speaking of good and very good, my head-to-head matchups last week were good. I hit three finishing positions, which we will get to out of four. I had a fantastic week at the Open, so I encourage you all to tail all of my picks. Hideki over Sunjay. I would be glad to open this one up for a little discussion, Sia. You seem to love Sunjay all over your board today. No, no, not enough. I think, in fact, Hideki was a potential outright for me, but I crossed him off because 16 to 1 wasn't rich enough for me. I like Hideki this week. Okay. Even money over Sunjay. I just think Hideki, if you've watched in the last three or four rounds, he's really starting to get his swing under control. And that pause at the top is almost gone. And I love that about his swing now. Ryan Fox, we talked about over Steven Yeager. Ryan Fox, one of these weeks, he's going to do it. Last week, he actually cashed for me. Because he shot a plus seven, I believe, the first round, battled back, made the cut, and then got it done over Corey Connors. Ludwig Aberg over Justin Thomas. This hurts my heart to do this. But JT just isn't playing good golf. When you have every other top player saying, ah, oh, he'll get it back, ah, oh, it won't be long, that means he's not playing well. They're trying to be nice. 
So I'm going to take Ludwig Aberg, who did not make the trip last week, at even money over JT. Can you guys imagine? This kid was playing college golf two months ago, and he's even money with Justin Thomas? That's great. That shows you how bad JT's been playing. That's what it does. Life comes at you fast. It does. <laughs> it certainly does. What movie is that from, Sia? Ooh, I don't know, actually. I'm embarrassed. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, gosh. How did I not get that? Wow. Wow. He's, I crumbled in the moment there. Shocking. Human. Shocking. He great is movie. human, not a machine. All right. Then Adam Hadwin, he played great at the Canadian Open. He's really starting to trend well. He made it into a playoff after that. So we're going to go over Gary Woodland again, minus 110. I'm getting really good numbers on these guys. And then somebody asked about Cam Young if we liked him. I said we'd talk about him. It's right here, right now. He's motivated. He played well yet again for the second year in a row at the Open Championship. He normally wouldn't have been here. Why is he here? Because his number is not high enough. He wants to win the FedEx Cup. To win the FedEx Cup, you need to have a high finish in the regular season. You can't start eight shots back of Scotty Scheffler. That's why Cam Young is here. It's also why Justin Thomas is here. Let's embrace having these stars in the field. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And the chat, keep them coming. Keep those questions coming. All right, now. We've done our head-to-heads, but I mentioned that last week I hit three out of four in this next section of the show. So let's go there right now. This is our finishing position. So for those of you wondering, we encourage you to lower your unit size or go 0.2, maybe 0.3, but not full units because this is very, very volatile. And you can lose a top 20 on a Sunday very, very easily. So, Patrick, I'm going to start with – oh, wait. Okay. Can't go to Patrick. <laughs> I'm coming to you. What do you got? Uh, you, you know, you really illustrated the, the volatility of the market really well because I hit one of two uh, top 40, top 30 picks last week. The one I missed was Wyndham Clark, who ended up 33rd instead of mm-hmm. it was a top 30 pick for him. And that was just kind of a little bit of bad luck there in terms of how that worked out. But we're going to go with two top 30s here and one top 40. I don't need to get into the why here because we've talked about all of these guys. Seb Strzok at minus 125. I think he's live to win this. So, of course, I like him at minus 125 at top 30. I'd have put this number at like minus 145, minus 150. Lucas Glover at plus money to top 30. I think he's live to win as well at plus 110. And finally, top 40. I'm going to give Doug Gim a little bit more wiggle room because he is, you know, I expect him to do really well. But sometimes when I have that expectation, he falls a little bit shorter. So I think top 40 is just right for Doug Gim at minus 115. And remember, if they make the cut and you have a top 40 play like Doug Gim, you only got to beat like 20 some dudes. So if they make the cut, then you're live for this top 40 play. I'll quickly go through my – I love Emiliano Grill. I absolutely love how he's playing. He's very calm. He's very cool. He's very collected. Plus 280 for a top 10. Love that number. Two out of three top 10s the last three years at the 3M Open. Adam Hadwin, JT Posted, both playing really good golf. JT Posted, he gives you no emotion. But, man, he's starting to trend in the right direction. I love those two numbers. Then Peter Quest, a top 30. He had two really good weeks, T4, T17. Then he had a mixed cut. And then he had a tie for 59th last week. It means he's ready. It also means he likes playing events with big stars. The stars are back. Peter Quest. Let's lock it in. Top 30 at plus 230. All right. Now, it's time to pick a winner, but not before. You guys know this. What is coming? What is next? At the company that we are so honored to work for, a little company we like to call CBS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Which just happens to be your boy's birthday, August twelfth. Don't wish me. Don't, don't wish me happy birthday now. Don't do it. Don't type it in the chat. Don't do no. it. We're two weeks away. Two weeks. Happy fiftieth, coach. Happy fiftieth. Fiftieth. Who's going to be fifty? Ouch. Ouch. No. Oh. Oh. Try forty six. Forty four. Forty two. <laughs> happy fiftieth. A couple of questions from the chat. First for Sia. Uh, Sia, you don't really don't play finishing positions at minus value. Are you that? confident in these players or is it a byproduct of the field it's a byproduct of the field i I mean i'm equally confident in all the picks really in the top 30 top 40 market week to week the the truth is in the plus department plus 105 plus 10 plus 110 and so on there just wasn't a guy i was super confident in so i had to dip into the minus number but i'll tell you this i'll never give you a top 30 top 40 at like minus 140 minus 150 because the market like coach said is a little bit too volatile in that particular market so if it's minus 125 that's probably going to be the limit for me but i like all three of those plays great advice uh patrick let me come to you zach says jt to miss the cut is plus 175 you have to play it until he gets his head back on straight do you agree with zach yeah, especially at a course like this where JT, I mean, throughout his career, the driver has been wayward, and you couple that with his poor iron play as of late, the putter looks in disarray. Plus 175, I think, is a great price for that. I don't know that I've ever seen JT more lost than I saw him on Thursday last week. Give him credit for Friday, I guess, but it's hard to watch a player who's been so good for so many years. He's a major champion. He won a major championship in 2022. And this is how shooting in the eighties. Wow. It's hard to watch. It is hard to watch. So there's not too many people that believe JT will win this week, but who do we believe is going to get the job done? That's where we have arrived. Patrick, I'm coming to you first because I'm looking at at least one name as I check my notes that I absolutely love this week start us off interesting i'm gonna crash and burn with aaron rye this week at 45 to 1 uh, and at that same number coach i know you picked against him in a head-to-head matchup but i do like steven yeager this week at 45 to 1 he had a disappointing start there at the barracuda championship i think he was the most heavily bet on player there among the favorites but before that some really really nice results t13 at the john deere classic t9 at the rocket mortgage kind of similar fields and 
he's top 25 in total strokes gained, tee to green, off the tee approach, and around the green over the last three months. He really has it all. And then JT Post in 50 to 1. We're simpatico on this one, Coach. I I know you had that uh, position play on him. Mm -hmm. And he's quietly finding some form. Had a really nice stint there uh, over in the UK. He's 14th in total strokes gained over the last three months. T6 at the John Deere Classic and the Scottish Open. Played well at the Open Championship. Uh, And JJ Spahn, 50 to 1. I'm going back to him. I think he's close. I I, I just really think he's close to iron play. Has looked sharp. He finally got a good result under his belt there at the Barracuda. And then Nikolai Hogard, 55 to 1. All this Ryder Cup talk. He could quietly be a captain's pick there for Luke Donald. And his last three PGA Tour starts, T21 at the Rocket Morch Classic, T6 at the Scottish Open, T23 there at the Open Championship. He was in contention until a poor back nine there on Saturday. He's top 50 in each strokes gain metric over the last three months. The upside is there. We've seen this course uh, crown young stars before. You think about Matthew Wolf in the first playing of this tournament against Colin Morikawa. Uh, so I do like Hogard there at 55. At least 10 Chick-fil-A nuggets of the day that I guarantee you, you did not know. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. Zach said early wedge is the truth. We agree, Zach. Thanks for joining us live. Now, I'm going to keep it very simple. The reason I'm doing that is I've got to see the start of this tournament. i got to see who has energy, who doesn't have energy. But Sepp Straka, I agree with C and everybody else. At plus 2,500, that's a sweet spot. If he has one more good week, he's going to be south of plus 2,000 for the rest of the season. Get this number while you can. And Emiliano Grillo, we told you, on several occasions, two out of three years, he has finished inside the top 10. He could be live for the victory this week. See ya. Talk to me. Yeah, let's go with Sepp Straka. Uh, we were simpatico here, I think. We were uh, last week as well. We're, we've been on Sepp Straka. I like him at plus 2,500. Uh, Lucas Glover's the next guy. Again, a guy who's finishing positions over the last three tournaments, top six or better. I mean, this guy is really closing tournaments, much in the same way that Sepp Straka has been. Granted, it's been different fields uh, between the two, but Lucas Glover at 50 to 1. By the way, this is 45 to 1 at most places, but if you're a Sportsline member, you would have seen what I put out Monday night in the article section, which had Lucas Glover, who was still at 50 to 1 at that time. It was hours later that it switched in most books to 45 to 1. I still like it at 45 to 1. I'm just kind of pointing that out. Eric Cole at 50 to one. So I do think Eric Cole could have a bad tournament, which is why you haven't really seen me tout him too much in the DFS market or, for example, in the head-to-head market. But we know he has the upside. We know when he gets the ball striking going, he can be elite, he can close on Sunday, and he can get a really hot putter. So I think from an outright perspective, 50 to one is good to speculate upon. I'd say the same about Taylor Pendrith, who seems to be finding the old ball striking form that he once had. And I think at 60 to one, we're really early on Taylor Pendrith. That's that's where I prefer to be rather than he strings another couple tournaments together. And then all of a sudden that deflates to 35 to one, 45 to one. That's very, very, very great advice in the chat. I'll take this one. Brooke and Mary's logs or vlogs says, what about Cameron champ? He's a past winner. Keyword in that sentence past because his game has passed him by. I know that's a different past, but you get my point right now. He's not playing good golf right now. He struggles to make cuts. You got to play guys that have recent form. It's not just flip a switch and they're back at the place that they won two years ago or three years ago. And all of a sudden they're a favorite. A lot of new young players have come in the last two years. I don't like Cameron champ and clearly none of my guys like Cameron champ this week. All right. We have reached that time of the show. 
And this is where we put a little bit of everything. You can have a big time number. You can have a, a, a weird bet from DraftKings or FanDuel or whoever else, Caesars. But this is where we put it. Patrick McDonald, you have found, sir, a number that is large. And if it hits, boy, if people play it, they're going to be very, very happy. You're up. I'm going to take a shot on Matthew Neesmith at 125 to 1. Uh, back-to-back top 35 finishes. This is a guy who, when he's on, he's you know among the elite in terms of ball striking. And he, he still remains a very accurate driver. But the iron play is beginning to tick back. The iron play that Matthew Neesmith is capable of. Last three months, he is 17th tee to green, 27th off the tee, uh, 25th in approach and top 50 around the green. The putter can be a problem, but at 125 to 1, this is the type of profile, the type of player that I'm willing to take a shot on at such long odds. I love Matthew Neesmith. He has all the qualities and all the skills to win this particular week. I decided to do another EC special because I know he's watching right now. By the way, hit the like button for me. Don't make Rick chastise you. I should have to say it every single show. Hit the like button. Put the chat back up and keep on talking amongst yourselves. But I love Cam Young. He's motivated. And JT Poston, he's been trending in the right direction. Both guys to finish inside the top five at plus 5,500. That's right. They don't got to win. We could have a 3-4, a 2-3, a 2-5. It doesn't matter. Put them two together, plus 5,500. And I love those two guys this week. I mean, love them this week. All right, see ya. Bring us home. Let's do a long shot first round leader and winner. I'll start with the first round leader. And by the way, earlier in the show, I misspoke. Obviously, last week, what we tied with in the first round leader department wasn't Xander. It was Tommy Fleetwood. Xander was a different first round leader that we recently hit. And of course, Aaron Rye, we hit that. We've hit so many. Let's try to hit Chez Reevy at 90 to 1. I think Chez Reevy is a really good course fit. And don't forget, he's been pretty hot on approach with the putter. It's the exact type of ingredients we want in a first round leader. I don't think he can win it, but I will point this out. As a long shot winner, he's 110 to 1. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility, but I prefer the first round leader market 90 to 1. And then we've talked about Doug Gim as a winner. I do think there is going to be a point where Doug Gim really stamps his name on the PGA Tour. And this would be the type of tournament where he could do it. So at 80 to 1, I'm definitely willing to speculate as my fifth guy in, Doug Gim. I'm telling you, this is going to be the type of week. And for those of you who love to do head-to-heads, I love betting in golf tournaments where there's volatility, where there is danger, where you can have a double bogey out there. This is one of those weeks. There is water everywhere on this course. It's volatile. All right, you guys like to know, or you know we like to end every one of our shows asking my experts, what's the number one most important thing you're looking forward to for this week's event? You can use it for this week or use it in the future. Patrick, start with you. What do you like? I think Cameron Young is a very interesting play this week. He's obviously the favorite uh, in terms of betting. And ever since he switched his golf ball to the same golf ball that he used last year, he's had that finish at the John Deere Classic and then was a member of that final pair at the Open. And not only is he looking for a positioning coach in the FedEx Cup playoffs, but he's looking to secure a spot on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Uh, The back end of that U.S. Ryder Cup team has kind of fallen off a little bit. And I think there's some concern there. And if Cameron Young can string together a couple couple more quality starts from tee to green, like he has been doing the last couple weeks, uh, I, I think he will be a confirmed player there in Rome.
Isn't it interesting for this entire last two years, Patrick, all anybody's been talking about, oh, the United States is going to be dominant when they go overseas. But now guys like Sepp Straka, other guys that could be on the European Ryder Cup team, it's not such a landslide anymore. And JT, he's been awesome. The last couple of Ryder Cups, he's not in four. It's not just a slam dunk. Love that storyline to look forward to this week. Counselor, what about you? So I'll tell you what, we've had, you know, obviously every show, we each have some outrights and there would be a lot to bet if you were to bet all of them. And so what I want to recommend is, obviously, I don't think everybody bets all of the outrights. I would, whether you do or not, I would recommend maybe holding a little bit back for a live bet because what coach just said about the volatility of this course, I think it's a really great opportunity to catch a really good player. Let's say Thursday isn't the best day for Sepp Straka or, or Emiliano Grillo or whoever you like in this tournament. And all of a sudden they get moved from 25 to one to 70 to one. I think it's a really good opportunity knowing that there are so many pitfalls with the water, especially if the guys at the top are volatile golf themselves, uh, I would reserve a little bit for a live bet either Thursday night or Friday night. And I will back that up by saying this could be a chance on Sunday to get a really big number for a really big comeback. What do I mean by this? Last year, Tony Finau was down. Let me check my notes. Five shots with 11 holes to play. Now, on Sunday, we talk about it all the time on the early edge that you can get a guy that's six, seven shots back and get a really big number. So whether it's Thursday or Friday, like Sia said, or Sunday because of what happened a year ago, this is the week to really pay attention and follow all of my guys on social media. All right. Do not forget, coming up, if you're watching us live, in 20 minutes, I will be on early edge in five it's got to mess with EC just a little bit today as we get set for another 3M Open. A full set of baseball games tonight. We'll get you set for there. All the best bets. Also a full night of soccer as well for those of you who love Galazzo. But right here, right now, with all of that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my Tiger Lobo, Patrick McDonald. The counselor, the snake always on the ones and twos, making this show look phenomenal. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about at the early edge, but also right here at the early wedge. Good luck. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.